Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right, my friends, welcome. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. It is January 2023 and I am honored. I am grateful. I am excited to be with you today. My friends, I have an interesting topic of discussion that I want to share with you today. And more than anything, I'm going to open I'm going to open the doorway to my mind. That's a dangerous place. And I'm going to allow you to step into my mind so you can understand and hear and see uh, to a certain extent what I've been contemplating on uh, as I closed out 2022 and stepped into 2023. And I want to start off the topic of this conversation with a question and a story. So the question is, um, what if, what if you knew going into 2023, into January of 2023, that this was the last year of your life? Think about that for just a moment. What if you knew unequivocally, without a doubt, that your time was limited, that it was finite, that you could in fact count it Uh, on the days of the calendar this very year. And at the end of December 2023, December 31st, you said goodbye to this world, to your life, to your family, to your business, to your career, to your talents, to your dreams and your aspirations. What if you said goodbye to the life that you know to step into the life that is next? I don't know what comes after this, but what if this was the last year of your life? Now, why am I talking so somber right now to you on this podcast? Well, I want to invite you to consider that it very well could be the last year of your life, the last year of my life. In fact, this year... Um, in fact, it was, it was the end of last year. We had a close client, someone I've looked up to and admired for several years. And for the sake of anonymity, I won't share his name, but, uh, he passed away. And, um, this individual happens to be someone that has lived a legacy life and has impacted hundreds, if not millions of people during his time on earth. He left a beautiful family behind. He left a caring, wonderful wife behind. He left children behind. He left a business behind. He left many dreams unfulfilled, but many dreams absolutely maximized. And at the end of his life, I think many people step forward to give their testimony, their testament of how this individual had in fact impacted their lives. And, you know, it got me thinking a lot because um, we have a very unique opportunity inside of what we do to work with families um, when their loved one passes away. In fact, you know, at the core of the financial strategy that we share in Cashflow Tactics is a tool that we call the vault. And the vault happens to be a high cash value life insurance policy. Now, when we set these policies up, our intention and objective is to have a place to safeguard our cash, have a place to leverage our cash, and have a place to uh, be able to really focus on building wealth 
uh, using life insurance as a component. Now, because it is life insurance, we downplay the significance and the benefit in the short term of the life insurance component, the death benefit. But uh, this is now the third time that we've had the privilege, the honor, and the opportunity to serve a death benefit to someone that has um, gone away and left friends and family behind. And my friends, it is such a um, unique perspective and opportunity to be able to talk about an individual's life when they're no longer here and to be able to assure that the family member from a financial perspective has the space and the time to grieve, to reset, to start over. Um, I can't tell you how honoring it is, how difficult and honoring it is to be able to go through this experience with a family um, that that is surviving, a survived family of someone who's passed away. But every single time, and especially this time, you know, especially this time, I really... This one really hit me. It really caused me to reflect. And so I went, I closed out my year uh, with the intention of asking myself some very deep, profound, and hopefully life transformational questions for me. And I'm going to invite you inside of this conversation because I hope it will do for you what it is already doing for me. It is as of the day I record this podcast, January 20th, and the first 20 days of this new year have been phenomenal for me um, with this perspective that I'm going to invite you to consider. So here is it. I'm going to invite you to ask yourself five critical questions with the perspective of this is the last year of your life. And I'm going to invite you to take some time, whether you're listening to this on the road, in the gym, on a plane, wherever you're at. First and foremost, thank you for lending your ear and your time to me. Uh, But I'm going to challenge you going to challenge you as I did to take some quiet time and to not just listen, but to gain the wisdom that these questions can bring into your life, the revelation, the perspective that they can bring in, because this will transform the way you live in the finite moments that you and I have. So number one, number one, uh, if this were the last year of your life, if you had one year to live, what would you stop doing? What a powerful question, my friends. What would you stop doing? You know, I think in the world that we live in today, we are bombarded with information, most of which is trivial, inconsequential, and completely um, at odds with what a true legacy life can and should ultimately be. Um, I'll be honest with you, um, in 2022, man, I was Binging. I was constantly checking news. What's going to happen? What's Joe Biden going to say next? What if Donald Trump does this? You know, I was constantly checking the news and getting involved in the narratives. Now, I do not, I'm not saying that I shouldn't be informed, but at the end of the day, those narratives have very little to do with my reality. Now, of course, they indirectly correlate with my reality for sure, and I should be aware of my surroundings. I get it. But my friends, the emotions that those news that those news stories are meant to elicit, at least for me, continually pulled me into a sense of scarcity. So um, I went through and I audited, as I always do, but this year I did it with the, with the real perspective of what if this was the last year? Like what if every minute counts because it might just be one of the last minutes that I have? Would I truly want to spend that minute reading the article about an inconsequential event from a president or a vice president or a political member or a new, you know, an investor that doesn't really matter to me? 
My friends, um, this was powerful. I spent an entire week gauging all of my activities. I went through a, t a tool. Uh, it comes from uh, Entrepreneur Operating System, the Elevate and Delegate tool. And really what it's about, it's about getting clear on where your time, your attention, and your efforts are actually going. But I spent this time, I've always done it for business. Like what are the things I'm doing in my business that I might need to offset? What are the things I'm doing in my business that I should keep? What are the things that I'm doing in my business that I should maybe hire someone to help me do those things better and more effectively than I can ultimately do them? Um, but I did this as an audit for my life, and I don't think I've ever done this before. And as I audited my personal time, I was uh, blown away at the amount of time that I waste, at the amount of time that I give away to inconsequential endeavors because A, they're easy, because B, they're at, the f at my fingertips on my phone, and C, they drive a sense of dopamine inside of my body. I get this dopamine hit of, oh, I mean, I got, did I get a like on my video? Did someone listen to my podcast? Did, you know, the article say this? And so I made an entire inventory of things and I made a list of the things that I'm going to stop doing. Or if I'm going to continue to do them, the windows in which I give myself permission to engage in those activities. It was such a powerful concept. And I'll be honest with you, in the first 20 days of this year, it has already increased my mental energy, my spiritual connectivity, my, my mental clarity. I don't know if I already said that, but it has increased in so many different areas of my life in so many ways. My friends, just by stopping to do the things that was wasting my time, my spiritual energy, my mental energy, and my physical energy. That's number one. Number two, if this were the last year of your life, what would you start doing? Okay. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, and as, as I'm talking to you about this question, I probably should go back and do this. Um, how much time? I didn't actually measure how much time I was spending on the things that I'm stopping to do. But as I look at so far in these first 20 days of the year, I feel like I have more time than I've had in years my friends, I feel like I have an abundance of time right now, day to day, when before I used to feel hurried, overwhelmed, stressed out, as there was never enough time. What I have been able to create and do in these last 20 days has just been, uh, it's been so mentally engaging for me. I'm just on fire. Now, some of that is the sense of perspective and the sense of urgency that these questions have given me. But the other part of that is I got back probably hours of my time that I was doing, that I was wasting doing things that I've now committed to stopping to do. And that opened up the possibility of having hours of my time every single day to saying, what do I want to fill it with? Um, and you know, one of the things I committed to doing, and I'm gonna go through the list of some of the things I committed here in a moment, but to getting back outside every single day. Every day I go outside, every day I get the sun shining on my face if it's shining or the snow falling on my head or whatever, the wind blowing in my face. Every single day I connect to the physical world around me, not through the window, but with my actual senses. This has been a breath of fresh air, literally and figuratively, but this has been so therapeutic for me. There's been several things that I've started doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain those in just a moment, but think about that for yourself. If this were the last year of your life, what would you stop doing? And on the opposite end of that spectrum, what would you start doing? If you knew you only had 365 days left, what would you wanna fill those days with? So those two questions, first and foremost. The third question, if I had a year to live, 
what would I no longer care about? Oh my goodness. This one has been such a powerful for, thing for me. Um, I've constantly battled a sense of insecurity. Now, I don't know if you feel that way. I would imagine you do because we're all humans. You know, I, I'm raising teenagers right now and they feel tremendously insecure. And as I talk to and counsel and coach my teenagers, um, I realize that's just part of the human condition. I remember what it was like to be a teenager and I know what it feels like to be a 43-year-old man. And we are, I am insecure in so many different ways. But the reason, or one of the reasons that I might feel insecure is I care what other people think about me. Now, do I want you to en enjoy my company? Do I want you to think highly of me? Yes, I do, but at the end of the day, can I control that? I cannot, my friends. If I stay committed to living what I believe are my values, uh, living with integrity, living my best life, I know that there are going to be people that will admire and respect me for choosing to live in that way. And there will be people that will not admire or respect me for choosing to live the way I do. And my friends, at the end of the day, I have no control. If I try to please everyone, I please no one, including myself. So what are some of the things that I would no longer care about? Now, I had started partly because of the sense of being so overwhelmed. I had started to let go of many of the, I'm going to quotation mark this, I know you can't see it, but quote unquote hobbies that I've once had, you know, it's, it's January and it's the NFL playoffs and I used to be an avid father of the NFL playoffs, but at the end of the day, as I looked at my one year left to live, would I be grateful for the time that I spend watching NFL playoff games? And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still going to watch the Super Bowl. I watched the uh, college football championship for like a quarter until the game was over in the first quarter. But, you know, I, I'm just way more intentional. What do I ultimately care about? Because at the end of the day, the only thing that I have, especially when I measure it in a finite unit of measurement, is my time is my time. And if, I, if I'm going to be sleeping for eight hours a day, um, and that's one thing I have committed to doing more of this year is getting an extra hour of sleep. But if I'm going to be sleeping for eight hours a day, and I'm going to be working give or take for eight, nine hours a day or seven or whatever, um, I have a finite amount of time. What are the things that I ultimately care about that I want to lend my time and ultimately invest my time into? So that's question number three. Question number four, if I had one year to live, what would I care more about? This was such a powerful question for me, my friends. Um, I'm an introvert, and I gain... Um, mental energy, I gain mental clarity, I gain, I, I recharge my personal batteries by being alone. But when I asked this question in the lens of I've only got one year left, you know what I care more about? You, people, relationships. That was the only thing that came up at the end of this question is the thing, the people I care more, more about, how can I be more actively engaged in their life? How can I put my, or how can I find ways to get my introvert batteries filled and still be highly actively engaged in other people's lives? This is, was such a powerful question for me to ask myself and write down the answers and the revelations that have been and continue to come as an answer to this question. Because my friends, at the end of the day, if I only had one more year to live, it's the people, the relationships, and the experience that I have with those people that matter the most. So question number five, <clears throat> why do my thoughts, actions, and feelings change when I only give myself one year to live? My friends, these five questions have radically altered the way I see the world right now, the way I see my time, the way I see my gift of the time that I have to live. And it's such an important question, this fifth one, because the truth is none of us know how much time we have left. If we condense the amount of time that we have left, 
we start to gain a sense of clarity of what ultimately matters. We suddenly get clarity on what is really important. We stop sweating the trivial. We stop caring about what others think of us. Where this new sense of confidence and commitments arrives inside, like it just shows up inside of you because man, some of the big dreams that I have, I had put them off and put them off and put them off and one day, one day, one day. But my friends is I really got committed to answering this question and saying, if this were the last year of my life, this new sense of confidence and ultimately commitment to what matters most, it just sprang up inside of me like a well of emotion that I cannot put a cap on. And it has already transformed my business activities, my personal relationships, my viewpoint of what ultimately matters. So um, the other thing that was really revelationary revelationary? I don't know. But the other thing that was really insightful for me as I, as I went through these questions is how much you matter, how much people matter. People and experiences kept coming up as the primary thing for me. So my friends, here's the next question that I have for you, okay? And this is not part of the five questions, but I would highly, highly invite you to take some quiet time and in a sense of meditation and being open to the revelation that comes, constrain your thought process to this is the last year. What do you want your spouse? What do you want your children? What do you want your coworkers? What do you want your family members? What do you want your friends to say about you? A legacy, my friends, is not what you leave. The finances that we have an opportunity to help surviving families with, that's not what a legacy is. That buys time and space for families to reset and start over. A legacy is defined by how you live and how you live is measured by the time that you have and what you do with it. So my friends, um, what if you just had one year left to live? Uh, if you think about this, I want you, I want to ask you this next question. C can you live a full and complete life in just one year? That is the challenge that I've given myself for this year, for 2023, my 43rd year on this wonderful, beautiful planet earth. What if, what if I went into this year with the intention of making it a, my last year and b a complete year as if, if this were the only year that I lived, could I be satisfied that I gave it everything that I had, that I left everything on the playing field, that I gave it my all, that I put it all out there, and that I extracted every bit of emotion, positive, negative, highs, lows, feelings, happiness, sadness. I extracted it all and I felt it. I lived it. Can I live a full year in just one year? And my friends, if that's possible, and let's assume that the constraint that I put on myself for this year didn't actually come to pass, and I get to the end of 2023, and I've lived a full and amazing year, and I've been blessed. I hope I am, but I've been blessed in 2024, but with yet another year to live a full year. I mean, think about this. Could you live 40 lifetimes in 40 years? And it all comes down to our clarity and our intention. What if I started living this year, every year, as if it were my last? My friends, so I'm going to open up a little bit more on this. And I'm going to share just a couple of things that I've committed to. Um, man, I, I, I can't even tell you how impactful this perspective and this frame of mind and those five questions have been on ending and starting my year, ending 2022 and leaping into 2023, 2023 with a new sense of clarity and energy. 
Um, and, you know, here's, here's a couple of areas of life that I really examined. I'm not going to go all the way to the bottom of each one of these, but I'm going to share with you because it's therapeutic for me and I hope it helps you. I hope wherever you're at, I hope it helps you. But I started off with, for me, what I consider to be the end in mind. Um, I have a tremendous amount of faith that I have a purpose here on earth, that I, this life is a gift to me from a power that is far greater than I could ever know and understand as a mere human. And I believe in a God. I believe in, um, I believe in a purpose. I believe that I have a purpose here on earth, and that purpose is ordained by a God that loves and cares about me and put me here with unique gifts, skills, talents, and abilities so that I could serve my fellow brothers and sisters. And I asked a lot of questions, but the number one question that I asked is, have I been a good steward? Have I been a good steward over the gifts, skills, talents, and abilities, and am I ready? Am I ready? If I were asked, if I were called back home, could I give an accounting of my last 12 months and ultimately the last 43 years of my life? And can I be proud for the accounting that I stand before a perfect God and account for? Um, you know, a single scripture that comes to mind is in John 14, 6, and it talks of Jesus stating to his apostles and ultimately to me, I am the way, Jesus saying this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I renewed my commitment this year to be a better follower, a more committed, not a more, a committed follower of Jesus Christ. I don't know what that is going to mean for me this year, um, but a committed follower and being unafraid of that, that commitments. So that's number one. I did go deeper on that topic because at the end of the day, if, I, if I'm called into a position of accounting for my time, can I stand boldly and declare I maximize my time? I maximize the talents that you gave me. I gave it my all. I wasn't perfect, but I gave it my all. Number two, Number two, and this was highly emotional and still is emotional for me, my friends. <clears throat> um, you know, as I look at leaving uh, this world, um, with a sense of perspective, I believe there's life after death. I truly believe that. Um, but what I would miss the most, what I would miss the most is the connection with my wonderful family. You know, going back to the story that started this podcast out, as I've had an opportunity to interact with the children and the surviving spouse of the individual who passed away, um, the legacy that that man left by the words that these people say have inspired me to live a better life, to be a far greater husband than I've been up to this point, to be a much more intentional, caring, loving, and involved father than I've been up to this point, to my three wonderful kids. Because um, that's what I think I would miss the most. I would miss watching my kids get married. I would miss watching my kids start their lives from a professional standpoint. I would miss being by their side when they have questions. I would miss coaching, guiding, leading, supporting, loving, caring for, picking them up, all the things that a father has the opportunity to do. So my friends, one of the things I committed to, or a few of the things I committed to for this year in 2023 is to be more curiously involved in helping my children develop the talents that they have. Um, each one are unique, uh, being more actively engaged and understanding and supportive and helping my daughter become a better musician, a singer, a, I don't even know the right words. She loves to do plays and acting. I need to learn that word, right? If I'm going to be part of that. Um, being more committed to my youngest. Uh, I've been out practicing basketball. It's been so dang fun every single day teaching my youngest how to dribble a basketball 
Um, my oldest, he's getting ready to really enter a unique and a creative and a fun stage of life, but being more actively involved in him, his dating life. I don't know how I can get too actively involved in that, but, you know, talking with him and being curious about his science, his engineering, his career aspirations and desires. Um, and then one of the things I committed to was writing a legacy letter to each one of my family members. My wife, <clears throat> my wife and my children, as if it were the last thing I would want them to know. December 31st, when I'm no longer here, what do I want them to know about what I think about them? how I've enjoyed my 43 years with them, what I aspire and hope for them in the years that they have on this earth. Uh, with my wife, I'm gonna keep that one personal, but uh, have been and continue to be wildly in love with her and continue this year, I, I opened up a new sense of commitment of developing our relationship, developing my curiosity and all the things and supporting her in all the ways she wants to grow and develop and being that support, being that fan, being that person for her. Um, so that's number one, loved ones, loved ones. Uh, I wanted, I'm, one of the things I'm committed to this year is getting more connected with my key relationships. We reaching out to the people I care about, writing letters to them, being actively involved in other people's lives, legacy. What do I want to be known for? Um, this year I have committed, I have committed to do two major things. And you're going to see a lot of these things coming out this year. But number one is I'm committed to standing on the foundation of how powerful the tool of life insurance is. I've already, with my business partner, Brad, developed a methodology to help people understand integration of you know financial products, one of them being whole life insurance, as the key to an optimal life, an abundant life, a wealthy life that has so much more to do than with just money. Um, physical, I wanna be in the best physical shape of my entire life, so I've refocused my commitment and refined it even more with the sense of perspective of how finite and important my time is. I am going to eat to live. I want to be able to stand up and run. I want to be able to stand up and get on a bike. I want to be able to stand up and go for a hike at any time. And I want my body to feel tremendously alive and healthy in the time that I have left. I am going to eat to live. And then um, I have not been to a doctor, I think, in like 20 years or more. Uh, or a dentist. Or And I know that's bad. I'm so sorry, my friends. Dentists and doctors. I've already done an eye doctor, a 40-year-old doc, checkup, a dentist, cleaning appointment, all the things. I had no cavity still. But... Anyway, I'm getting clear that my body is the vehicle that allows me to enjoy life. Mentally, um, I made some major commitments there. I, I clarified my MDA, my major definite aim. I recite that to myself. I put myself in a mental abundance every single day. It's so critically important. If I have a finite amount of time, that I'm in abundance with that time instead of scarcity with it. Then rather than counting it down, I'm filling it up with memories, moments, and experiences. And so last but not least, I'm taking Brendan Bruchard's advice and every single day I end my day I every single day I end my day asking myself while looking into the mirror or a picture of myself uh, forecast into the future I ask myself did I live did I love did I matter today my friends I hope, I hope that this was as impactful for you as it is for me because at the end of the day, one of the things I tell people all the time inside of Cashflow Tactics is we are here, I am here, to help you build and live a life that matters, to use money as a tool to do just that. And so often we focus the tool of money around investing, but I want you to be, I want you to understand the perspective I'm bringing to you today. The tool of money is just that, it is a tool to buy space, 
time and clarity for you. My friends, that is all it is. At the end of the day, when I went through what would make this year the best year of my life, guess what? Not a single thing had to do with money. Now, outside of making sure my family was financially taken care of, which the life insurance does that, but outside of my family being financially taken care of, money was not a single driving force of if this was the last year of my life, what would I want my money to do? Now, obviously, the things I want to do are going to cost money. So my friends, when we talk about achieving financial freedom, that is the gateway to you living a prosperous life, to where money is not the constraint, but money is the driver. Money is the, the, the freedom that allows you to do what you want to do, to build and live a life that matters. So my friends, I hope this was impactful to you because if it was, please take me up on the invitation, the offer, and I would say the challenge. Find some quiet space and time and ask yourself those five questions. And don't just ask them. Gain perspective and revelation on what they mean for you. I'm going to repeat them for you one more time to close the podcast out. If this were the last year of your life, if you had one year to live, what would you stop doing? What would you start doing? If you had one year to live, what would you no longer care about? If you had one year to live, what um, what would I care more about? And then the fifth question is such a unique question. Why do my thoughts, actions, and feelings change when I only give myself one year to live? Now, my friends, um, go do something with it. Make 2023 the best year of your life. Because if you do that, if I do that, if we mutually commit to making this the best year of our life, guess what will happen? The world will be a better place. My friends, rise up and live free. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.